Are you working in your business instead of on your business? Trapped in a prison of your own business, making yourself just another job instead of being an actual business owner and entrepreneur? Let's find out. And if you are, we're going to teach you how to get out of that. Today on this episode of the Success Code, let's bring it in. Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code. Success Code. Success Code. Hi, everybody. It's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author and international speaker, and your host of this show, The Success Code, where we have positive conversations and we give tactics and skills to help you crack your success code. And on today's episode, I'm super excited. We have Richard Walsh, where we're going to talk about how to escape the owner's prison. A lot of business owners are working in their business instead of on their business, and they're not building the lucrative lifestyle that they truly want. And so as we're waiting on Richard to join the show here, uh, make sure you guys, if you're on YouTube, jump in the chat on the right side, ask Richard a question. If you're on Facebook, that is below. If you're on LinkedIn, that is below. If you are, if you are, if you are on Periscope, we don't even know where you go. Uh, let's see if we can bring Richard in here. Richard, how you doing, brother? All right. <laughs> there <laughs> he is. <laughs> the phone said, let me take a jump off the tripod here. You know, it'll work. So <laughs> Richard, so I'm That's super- what success is all about. We got to over we got to adapt and overcome. You got to adapt and overcome. You just got to make it happen. We're we're not perfectionists yeah. over here. We actually That's right. get things done instead of using per, uh procrastination uh the per, uh using per, perfection to procrastinate. But really quick um, tell them what you do and um, um, what inspired you to get into um, helping people escape uh, the prison of their own business. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, been in business for over 30 years now. And my first 20 um, had a custom water feature business, kind of went from landscape to a super niche and grew this to super success. Right. Best in the country. What I did did unbelievable, you know installations and stuff and exhibits and all kinds of great stuff. And it was really good. Made a ton of money and was feeling on top of the world. And um, wow, all of a sudden, 08, 09 came. Now I'd become married and I had six small children uh-huh. and the economy kind of took a big dive. Yeah. And virtually overnight, my business evaporated. All right. So it was like, okay, well, everyone is happening to everyone, right? All these people are bankrupt and it's just a huge thing. So it's easy to toss it on that pile and yeah. say it was, you know, the economy's fault. It wasn't the economy's fault. It was my fault. Okay. And it was a series of small things that I ignored, small mistakes that I had made, things like that, that I didn't correct because I didn't think it was needed that caused my business to collapse. Uh So I kind of had to restart over, Roy. So I had to, I literally lost everything, you know, house, the whole deal. I went from (laughs) being on top to having nothing, Uh, packed up, moved, left the state, 
restarted. Okay, get get my act together. Let's start some other businesses, but let's figure out what I did wrong. Yeah. Okay, because I'm not. I don't have a problem with failure. I really have more of a problem with quitting. Yeah. So failure, though, to me is a huge learning lesson, right? And the bigger the failure, the bigger the lesson. So I wanted to take that and how can I how can I first not repeat that? My family doesn't need to go through this every whatever 10, 15 years or yeah. sooner. Uh, but then then I really loved helping other people, right? Yeah. Business just kind of gets me jacked. I love it. I love talking about business. I love helping other people grow their business. Mm-hmm. I like helping them in that way. So I said, okay, I, I figured out everything I did wrong. Mm-hmm. Now I've put these new these things in place so it doesn't happen again. But how can I share this with others? So that's when I put together my book. I said, well, I'll write a book uh-huh. and then I can teach others. So I did Escape the Owner Prison uh-huh. because I realized that it was it was about to do every everything yourself, mm-hmm. business owner. Yeah. You know, the technician turned business owner thinks that he's still the best installer, the best technician. He's yeah. got to do it. I got to do the accounting. I got to do this. I got to do yeah. that. And then they never escape that. That's the prison. Yeah. You know, the, the growth caps out. They, maybe they get the seven figures on their own. Like I could get the seven figures on my own, yeah. but you don't get the three million and five million, ten million by yourself yeah. doing everything. Yeah. Not happening. Right. Yeah. And you don't have vacations and you don't have relationships and you don't have anything. Yeah. So I didn't want other people to suffer what I had gone through. Mm-hmm. So I, again, put the book together and gave them the roadmap. Yeah. you know, on the whole scaling process, zero to one, one to five, five to 10 and upwards from there. So that's the basic gist behind the whole thing, Roy. Yeah. Yeah. My mentor, one of my mentors, JT says, your zero to six figures is purely all your work and just hustling. Um, but going to seven figures, it's 80% you, 15% your employees and systems. And then going to 10 figures, that flips and it's 80% them, 20% you, to the point where the more you scale, the less is you. But we'll talk about that. But really quick, um, obviously, you told us what inspired you to get into this work. Tell us more about the book. How will the book uh, instruct us and inspire us and help us right now as a business owner? Okay, like I said, it takes you through the stages of scaling. All right. And I'll, I'll tell you one of the things I do with people immediately. One of the first things I do in my academy, we have an academy for doing this as well. And it's about exit strategy. Okay. Now, regardless if you've been in business one month, six months, six years, 10 years, if you don't have an exit strategy, and we can get into detail on this, but exit strategy is a critical element to the success of your business. People think, well, I'm not worried about exiting. I'm trying to make money now. I'm, I want to grow the business. I can worry about that later. But you actually can't. Because yeah. the exit strategy is going to give you your, your goals. It's going to give you your mission. It's going to keep you on task. Yeah. You know, when you understand, okay, in 10 years, I'm just picking numbers. In 10 years, I want to be making, you know, $75 million a year in the business. I want to be able to sell it for X amount of dollars. You know, I want to be able to cash out at, you know, $27.5 million, mm-hmm. single purchase, take a check, walk out. I want $80,000 a month in passive income coming that I created by building this business. So yeah. I'm replacing that income that I had there. All of a sudden, you've got the perfect business filter. Every decision you make with your business, Roy, is put through that filter. Is this going to... Is this going to speed me towards my exit strategy or detract me from my exit strategy? If it detracts, it's out, right? It keeps you very, very focused. It doesn't let you get the shiny object syndrome happening to you, all the distractions. So that's a biggie, right? So that's how we kind of start Mm -hmm. because there's a lot to that. It's a very uh, in-depth process. Mm -hmm. And then from where we go to the next level. 
You know, you've got hiring, you've got sales, you got marketing, right? We all have to do this for a business. It's all part of a business. But do you really think you're going to be the expert in every level? Sure. You're not. Yeah. Okay. What you want to be is knowledgeable. Yeah. Okay. So what we want to do is give you knowledge on that, but understand how to choose the best yeah. to do that for you. But if you're going in blind, anything anyone says is going to sound good to you. Yeah. So again, it's about creating your own little filters, right? You're, I call them my BS filters, yeah. right? I want to understand that, hey, okay, that doesn't, that doesn't pass the smell test, yeah. right? It's just you're saying stuff that just doesn't ring true to me from what I've learned from other experts who have taught me how to look for the right people. So that's, those are a couple of the first steps that really get you right now on the path to making sure your business is going to be built properly, built to sell, built to grow, built to be managed by others, yeah. right? So that you get the freedom in your life to enjoy the fruits of all that labor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we had a bunch of people join chat. So let's just say hi to them real quick. Thank you guys for joining us. Right now I'm talking to Richard Walsh. And we're talking about how owners become a business prisoner and working in their business instead of on their business. And Richard's teaching us how we get out of that so we can live the lifestyle we want. Make sure you guys jump in the chat on the right. If you're on YouTube, that's below. If you're on Facebook, and ask some questions. And if you're live on the Instagram, just ask some questions, and we'll uh, ask Richard right away. Richard, um, I thought it was huge what you said about always first, Steve Covey. You said start with the end in mind. Exactly. And even by doing that and knowing that you're and pretending or for lack of better terms, just running your business as if you're going to exit, which we all do want to exit eventually. But by running it that way, you run it smooth. You're actually getting um, audited financials. You're actually running a sustaining organization that's going to grow. And um, but I wanted to ask you, what are some ways that business owners um, can exit and should be looking to exit uh, down the line? Well, I think one thing you want to look at is you got to understand what your actual goals are. Why do you want to leave the business? Yeah. Is it to start another business? Because as entrepreneurs, we kind of get that bug and we kind of don't leave it. Like I never have, I like retirement, like that's not really, that's not in the vocabulary. I use it for others. Okay. Cause I'm, I don't just don't believe in it. I'm going to, I just, there's always more to do. There's always more to give. There's always more people to help. So yeah. the retirement thing doesn't enter me. So it's not retirement. It's not mine. Some people it is. Hey, you want to work for X amount of years and at 50, you want to be hitting the golf course and enjoying your time with your wife and kids or whatever. That's all good. I don't care what your reason is. Yeah. You just need to have one. Right. And, and the reason being that if you don't understand what you need, all right, you can't build your business to supply those needs, to furnish those needs for you. Like I talked about passive income, right? All right, Richard, uh, camera fell there. While we're waiting to get him back, um, again, we're talking about how owners become a business prisoner. And he was just dropping some gems on how you have to understand what your, how you have to understand what your exit strategy is. So that way, are you getting in business and are you exiting because, are you exiting because you want to sell? Are you exiting because you want to start another business 
So Richard was really just dropping some gems here. And as he gets his uh, camera back together and uh, we get him back, uh, we will ask some more questions here and ask him the questions you guys got to have him. Looks like he's almost back here. There he is. Can you hear us? Your mic's muted there again. There we go. We All can... right. Can you hear me now? Though? Yeah. And so you were talking about, uh, again, starting beginning with the end in mind, ways to exit. Um, and and thinking about that, let's say getting it together. Here you go. We got you. We see you. Let's say Beautiful. let's say I want to sell because I want to retire. Um, why is it so important to have? To have been running your business like you're going to exit, like you said, in the moment when I go to package my business so I can sell, so I can retire. So here's the thing. So like I was mentioning, you, you got to talk about passive income, right? Mm -hmm. You need to replace your business income because mm -hmm. you're going to be getting out of business, right? That income is going to be gone. You might walk away with $2 million, $200,000, yeah. $10 whatever it is, but Okay, you, and obviously you can use that for something else, but during that interim of building that business to escape that time, like you said, let's say I needed eighty thousand a month coming in, yeah. right? So I need that. So I want to. So what's my investment strategy, right? Am I doing multi-unit, you know, uh, purchasing? Am I doing other types of investments that going to create that passive income to come in that way for me? Yeah. Now, if I'm able to get that, that's the purpose of the exit strategy, right? So I know how to build my business and know where that money's going to go. Mm -hmm. Right. Because Parkinson's law says if you don't have a plan for that money, it will evaporate. Yeah. It'll just be gone. We've all had a hundred bucks in our pocket and it's just gone. Right. We don't remember what we did with it. We just know we had it and now it's gone. So what we want to do is be sure that we're not we're not letting that money evaporate and it's going into the purpose that's going to feed our exit strategy. And that's retirement. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. If it's not, if it's another business, if it's another investment. That's what it needs to be. Mm -hmm. um, here's a good question. Uh, that someone just texted me. They said, they said, ask him in building your business and getting the accountant or getting people to do finances or getting employees, how do you go about funding that? Um, do you recommend taking out loans? Do you recommend taking out working capital? Um, again, like we said, that first zero to 100 is just all your work. But as you start to scale, when do you recommend to start looking for outside capital? Well, from a capital standpoint, what, mm -hmm. what I want to do is I want to look at what my business is producing, mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of people say businesses fail because of they're undercapitalized, right? Harvard Business Review says that's the number one reason businesses fail for undercapitalization. Mm -hmm. But that's not why they fail. They fail because they don't sell enough product at a high enough price, right? That's why they, that's why they fail. Okay, because you can keep giving me money, but if I'm not selling any product, if I'm not making sales, that money's just disappearing. Yeah. Right. 
So you need to focus on, you know, how are you generating your current revenue? You yeah. know, how are you generating current revenue? Be sure you're generating enough. And then right after that, it's look at your actual profit margin. What's the real net profit? What yeah. are you really keeping? What are you really creating? Yeah. Right. Those are two things you want to do first. And then let's look at bringing on the employees. Now, I like to have people start, especially in the beginning, with virtual assistants, uh -huh. you know, bookkeepers. OK, so mm -hmm. you can get them literally four dollars an hour. I have to. Okay. And they're and right. So they're highly qualified. They can do your work. That's how you mm -hmm. dip your toe in the water, so to speak, right? Yeah. It gets you in the it gets you in the mindset of others doing work for you. Yeah. And it's an affordable way. So you're not taking out money for this. You never want to borrow money for payroll. Okay. Don't ever do that. All right. Mm -hmm. When it comes to that, uh I don't know, polish up the resume maybe mm -hmm. because you're you're on the way out because, and I get it. I mean, big things like COVID happened, stuff like that. And it's, mm -hmm. it's crazy, but look, they had to, you know, the government's giving out loans just to pay payroll, right? Yeah. So what we want to do is we want to build our business out to recession-proof us, disaster-proof us that way. But mm -hmm. when it comes in initially, let's just take a standard, you know, regular SOP here, regular economy. That's how we want to look at it, right? Let's start easy, start bringing them on to alleviate time in your day. Yeah. All right. A virtual assistant bookkeeper can knock five, six, seven hours a week off your off your schedule easily. Yeah. And if you if you get a couple of them, you could open up 20 hours a week. And guess we can do it 20 hours a week. A you lot. can sell more product at the high enough price. Yeah. Okay. So you can yeah. you can go make more you money than pay for more. Still entrepreneur. You know, it's fun. Um, it's um, I'm glad that you said all that because. There is, uh, I was just talking about on my Instagram story the other day, how there's zombie companies and those zombie companies are like your tech companies, like maybe like a clubhouse that aren't bringing in any actual revenue. They don't sell anything, but they go public or they claim they have a billion dollar valuation and they, and they actually do sell sometimes for a lot of money just because it's a platform with a lot of people on it, which is a lot of leads and you know i've gotten leads from there so the lead gen and the connection there is really good but i just want to want you to touch on those zombie companies and how you kind of touched on them and um explain to people how you can't run your business like that living your life off of of projections when you have no actual cash flow and not actually selling anything yeah, that's a great point, Roy. Back in 1999, when the whole internet bubble kind of popped, if you remember mm -hmm. that, um, there was companies that were being bought for, you know, internet companies, $170 million, yeah. $180 million, And literally a year later, they were worth zero. Yeah. Now, good Mark for them. Cuban. They sold Mark for so, so someone benefited the, there. Right? Mark, Mark someone Cuban got sold the one of those companies. Uh, I think it was like broadcasting.com i forget what he sold right. but he sold it and it was like worth nothing like like months later yeah incredible right so someone made out on that deal yeah but it wasn't the buyer yeah. okay so that leaves the seller so if you can sell that i guess it's good but like you said if you're if you're trying to evaluate your company on nothing okay to me the the number still remains zero yeah right you're you're, you're not you're not bringing anything to the marketplace i always said that about twitter forever how do they actually make money? Yeah. It's just a bunch of people putting out two sentences at a time. I never got it. Okay. I never, I still don't really do Twitter, but you know, regardless of that, you want to build something of value, 
right? I teach that all the time. I have a build value, build profits ebook I give out. Uh -huh. And I tell people, this is what it's about. This is what people pay for. They pay for value. Yeah. You need to over deliver high value. So uh, whether that's in a product or a service, your, the company culture, you know, because you can build and sell your company culture too, you know, yeah. that's part of the sale package. You know, if everything's humming, everyone loves to work there and everyone's producing, they're making things better and growing, which is how you escape the owner prison, right? People want to buy that because that is walk in, they hand you a check, you shake their hand, you walk out and no one knows the difference. Yeah, That's a great company, yeah. right? That's, that's how it is. Everyone doesn't leave a week later yeah. because there's a new owner. They stay because you built a company that's worth working at. And the new owner understands the the power of that culture and how these people get it done. Yes. My, I'll just give my plan. So my goal is hundred million to exit at hundred million. Um, and I'll give my plan. I just won't say what industry, but my plan sure. is to, to roll up a, a cottage, a, a a cottage industry, a um, fragmented industry, acquire through commercial loans, um, but will be acquiring businesses that already have cash flow from people who did what you said and are ready to exit because they want to retire or motivated sellers, roll up 20, 30, 50 of those, and then exit 10 to 15 years from now by selling to a writ or going public. That is my, uh, that is my goal, and um, so everything that you're saying is is resonating with me because it's making me feel like I actually chose the right goal and exit plan and everything. Well, I love it. I think it's a great plan, Roy. It's it's really good. I think people need to understand that, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of how you're going to get there. Right. Again, you've got a plan, right? You've yeah. got a number, you got a time frame, you know what you want to do. So it doesn't mean you can't move the goalposts as you get closer. Yeah. Okay. You might, you might want to exit in 10 years and now it's eight and you're having so much fun yeah. and you're making great money. You're building, I go, I'm not leaving, you know, yeah. but also remember this on the flip side, there may come a time when you have to leave and that choice might not be yours. Yeah. You don't want to build a business that, because as we just saw in 2020, unexpected market things comes, happen. I'm selling baby. Well, you got that, but then you could have the, the huge, you could just be wiped out and you didn't put the things in place. Now you're selling for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Okay. And you're walking away with nothing. You have to go get a job. Yeah. Okay. You don't want that to happen. And that's the importance of building this business the right way. Yeah. Uh, really quick. Uh, someone just asked, they texted me, said, ask them about the GameStop thing. And um, so... Really quick, I don't know if you remember what happened with GameStop when sure. a bunch of uh, the big wigs were shorting the stocks. They were shorting more stocks than stocks available, which is illegal. Um, but, you know, we don't judge here. I just, you know, I'm just watching. <laughs> a I'm criminal's just, a criminal. You know? <laughs> I'm just watching from, from where I'm at. Um, and, you know, some guys got wind of it on the Internet, which now that we have the internet, there's a market that anybody can reach. So there's no excuse. And just like you talked about how you talk, took full responsibility for your story, there's no excuse. And these guys connected and they ran up the stock and those guys lost billions. Um, with business being so volatile like that, how can you expect to win in business these days with it being so volatile or not just winning business, because if you have a good product, you have a good business, you're good. But 
win in investing in business or do you think you should just only invest in yourself? No, there's nothing wrong with investing in businesses. There's, there's a lot of great businesses out there. You just have to know what you're looking for. Yeah. You know, you, here's, here's what, here's a, the, one of the best things I've ever heard. Okay. It's about revenue and profit. Yeah. Revenue feeds the ego profit feeds the family. Okay. So think about that. When you're looking at these companies, just because they have a hundred million dollar revenue doesn't mean they're even making money. Okay. Don't be impressed by revenue numbers. Yeah. Be impressed by profit numbers, but real net profit. Explain that real quick. Cause explain that real quick. So you can be, uh, some guy can say, I have to have a million dollar company that's doing a million in revenue, but why can it still be broke? Give that real quick. So people understand. Well, because they don't, they're, they're not monitoring their inventory. They're not monitoring their sales processes. They're not monitoring their installations. They're not, they're probably nothing. They're not, they're just, they just see money coming in one hand yeah. and it's going out the other. Cause again, either they're doing it all by themselves that they're only just scratching the, the $1 million mark. They're still doing everything themselves. And believe me, they're not spending time wondering, you know, how can I squeeze the profit line? Okay. They're yeah. about the next sale. They're yeah. about keeping the business afloat. They're getting the next Friday. That's really what it happens. And it's terrible. But, you know, are you really, are you doing a million dollars a year of gross revenue, but you're taking home 30,000? Are you successful? Okay. You're not successful. Margins. Okay. You are, you are about to go under. I mean, I'd rather get a job. I can make a lot more money, 30 grand, you know, but there's guys who are making 5 million. I do a, I have a whole training program on this. So I, I take a $5 million gross revenue and show them that they're actually, when he finished, they're actually $7,900 in debt. Yeah. Okay. But then I flip and I show them how to I take them through the entire process. And now, oh, look, you made one point, you know, three, five million. Yeah. Out of that five now, real net profit. You know, that's the swing. Imagine that swing, Roy. Yeah. Okay. And that's an overnighter. I mean, it's crazy. But if you're trying to do it all by yourself, this goes back to the owner prison. If you're trying to do all that by yourself, you're going to be on the negative end. Yeah. Because you just don't have the expertise, the time, the energy to focus on making the real profit. Mm-hmm. And that's what, when I call focusing on your 5%, and that's when you talk about working on your business, mm-hmm. focus on the 5% only you can do in the business, right? You're the visionary, you're the founder, you're the growth guy, you're looking for the new markets, you're out maybe making the big deals. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what you need to focus on because you need energy to help and empower the people working for you to keep moving that ship forward. It's really important. Or hire an expert like Richard to come in right. and strategically look at everything and go, Dude, you got a bunch of money here. You just need to do this. Dude, you got a bunch of money here. You just need to do this. I know a lot of times when I have business owners, a lot of times they had something they did that made them a lot of money and they just stopped doing it. And I'm like, why don't we just do that again? And keep doing that over and over until it stops working. You get, don't, don't, be distra- don't let your main thing get distracted by a side thing. The main thing, has even to- though that makes money, the main thing has to stay the main thing. You talk about Mark Cuban. Okay, they had base businesses that are making a ton of money, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? They'll still make a ton of money. Yeah, they may have others, but they didn't walk away, right? They didn't walk away from that to go to another one. Now they're even or they're losing. Yeah, right. So you want to build on top of those. So when you're looking at other investments, as you spoke about, worry about investing in other business. I would make sure that how can this 
how does this relate to my business? Can this become an, a, an income stream into my business that'll feed my business even more? How can I put my money to work in an additional income stream business-wise that actually supports my business? Keep right? the and we main can, thing, the main thing, which is hard for sit. us because entrepreneurs have ADD. Right. It's the big SOS, man. Shiny objects. Ooh, oh, that's a pretty butterfly. I'm going to go over there and make right. some money with that. And usually lose that way. Usually lose a lot. All right. Thank you for everyone who is on the live right now. We're talking to Richard Walsh about how owners become a business prisoner. Richard has been dropping gems the whole episode. Richard, I want to invite you into what we call the red zone. We'll be here to put five quick questions and uh, hard questions, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs and people who are addicted to constant growth. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, man. Let's Bring do them all. Richard, what's your favorite book? My favorite book and actually, why? the Bible. The Bible. Okay, it's how I it's how I created my business financials. Okay, my whole principles, everything I do is based on. That's the, the Bible. first time and we've I'm had talking, that answer on here. Thank you. Well, Old Testament through the New Testament, brother. I don't I don't separate them. They all they all mean something. It's there you go. Hour every day, brother. I study the I study the Word, man. Just there letting you, you know. There you go. It's funny to see science catch up with the Bible. The Bible says science will the man science will always bow, So is he? And then science all of a sudden goes. Your microbiome is connected to your brain, and it—it's yep. it's like, come on, man. We've been—we've been knowing this for for thousands, and thousands of years. I'll try to act like science figured this out. <laughs> science will always prove the Bible correct. Facts. That's all I can say. <laughs> Would you rather be loved or respected? Uh wow. I'm going to go with respected because not everybody's going to be able to love me. I am a unique individual. Okay, so I'll take the respect. Yeah. What's your favorite quote and why? Dedication to a goal that never wavers. Resolution. This is the basic principle in, in the life of every truly great character. He who resolves upon any great and good end has, by that very resolution, clothed himself in power and has scaled the chief barrier to it. Wow. That is my all-time favorite quote. Wow. I'm okay, because it just, yeah, it just, I'm I've had it on my walls. I've had, about that right now. Really? That's awesome. It's, it's, I have it on the walls of my gym. I own gyms and I have it on the walls and it's just, yeah, it's, Tim that's Ferris what it's about, man. Daily ritual. Daily ritual oh, cool. is all about that. How do you get yourself to a state where every day you're consistently taking action towards your goals, making your common sense, your actual common practice, which it's really easy, but that's also why it's really hard. All right. If you could spend one day with anybody who's ever lived in history, 24 hours, who would it be and why? You know where that's going, right? I know where it's going. We're talking, we're talking Jesus. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he lived. I could, I spend a day with the Lord and man, it'd be the best day of my life. You know, so that's, that's where I'm, I got to be consistent. so many you know? questions. I would have so many questions. I'd be like, Lord, you said that there was so much that you wanted to tell us, but you couldn't because we weren't ready. What was that? Please tell Yeah, me. let's just start here. Well, let's eat. What do you want? Let's sit down. Let's dine together. You know, let's make this truly intimate. It'll be awesome. Oh, man. Uh, what is success to you? What is the perfect successful life, to you, in your opinion? Uh, mine is, and it's an overused word, is the balance. Uh, again, I'm a family man, six children. We homeschool our kids. Uh, to me, it's having that balance between high productivity at work, 
control yeah. productivity, right? Yeah. Um, you know, not letting procrastination be any part of my life, yeah. you know, loving my children, raising my children, um, influencing them, preparing them for the world yeah. in whatever aspect they want to, they want to have it in, you know, loving my wife with everything I've got, uh, letting you know, you know, the importance of her in my life. Um, friends, having true friends, you know, I can have 5,000 Facebook friends and have one real friend, which yeah. I might actually just have, but that, <laughs> you know, that's, real. that's balanced to me. That's do I, do I understand what, yeah. Do I understand what true profit is? True profit is, you know, anything that leads to life, yeah. right? So it's not just the bottom line. It's not just the number. It's, am I mentoring right. others? Am I helping others? Am I reaching out? Am I giving back? There's, that's the balance I'm talking about. And it's a, it's a challenge, yeah. you know, but you have to be seriously focused on more than just your business. You can't let your business become your identity. So that's where success to me is business to business. And that's good. I'm great at it. I want it to grow. I want it to be the best it can. But if it doesn't make it or I walk away, I'm not less of a person. Yeah. You know, I know where my identity lies. Yeah. Um, Richard, were you, uh, did you serve? What, what branch were you in? U.S. Marine Corps. Hoorah. <laughs> Hoorah. There you go. Uh, one of my best friends is, uh, was in the Marine Corps. He's, he's an awesome guy. He just, uh, he actually just joined the Navy because he wants to be a SEAL. But I, I just saw that and I just wanted to say thank you for your service, Richard. It means a lot thank you. to me and I really appreciate it and I understand the uh, sacrifice. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. So we're at the end of the podcast. Thank you so much. Please tell everybody everywhere they can find you, everywhere they can get your book um, and how they can follow up with you and your work moving forward. Awesome. Yeah. EscapeTheOwnerPrison.com. You can go there. You can get pretty much everything. ETOP podcast. That's my podcast. Uh, again, that'll be on that website as well. Uh, I've got available a free uh, ebook called Build Value, Build Profit. You can have that webinar. So escapetheownerprison.com. You can find everything. Of course, find me on social media. Richard Walsh you can find that. And Roy, thanks. It's been awesome being on here. I appreciate you giving me some time to share what I've, what I've learned and how I'm helping others. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hold on right there, Richard. I'm going to close the show out. I just, uh, you said you own some gyms, so I wanted to send a book over to you just on the house. I'll get, get your address. So hold on one second while I close out. Thank you everyone who came on the show live. Uh, remember to share it, comment, like, and then we're also going to share the audio on every modality, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you can listen. We will also share it there. But again, thank you for joining us live. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as me and Richard enjoyed bringing it to you. Till next time, always remember to be yourself. Oh, I'm so glad he said the Bible, baby. That was the first one. Thanks, Richard. <laughs> Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code. Success Code.